Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life, the only podcast hosted by a high-achieving tech leader and certified coach that teaches you how to use proven cognitive tools to rewire your brain so you work 10 to 20% less while crushing your goals. And you'll do this in 180 days. Hi, I'm Sarah. After decades of frantically overworking, never believing I could achieve big goals in my life and feeling constantly anxious, overwhelmed, and burnt out daily at work, I finally figured work out. I learned how to work less while identifying and nailing goals I never thought possible. I learned how to feel calm, confident, and a sense of ease at work. So if you're a high achiever who wants to achieve big goals, but doesn't even think it's possible unless you work a gajillion hours, or doesn't even think big goals are possible in any way, shape, or form, this podcast is for you. I keep it simple. You'll learn the neuroscience-based cognitive tools I and my clients use daily to work less while achieving more than they ever imagined. Quick side note, you'll run the risk of being passionately in love with your career. Hey, rock stars, how are y'all feeling today? I'm feeling super peaceful. Okay, why am I feeling peaceful? Because here's why, y'all. I have built a relationship with myself where I feel certain I will show up for myself and my goals and dreams. And I have my back daily. No more critical self-talk. So I start off every coaching session asking my students, what's one word to describe how you feel right now? And fine, good, okay are not an option as a response. DM me on Instagram at Sarah L. Moody or send me a note at Sarah Moody Coach at Gmail and let me know how you're feeling. Feelings are a clue to what's going on in your brain and the thoughts you're having, which is why I love understanding how I feel. We're giving away a $100 Amazon gift card each week to one person who leaves a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. Did someone say shopping? Remember, reviews help others find these cognitive tools. So thank you. And please go and write one now. All right. Today, we're going to talk about, quote, I'm not enough, end quote. This is the problem most of my students struggle with. I used to struggle with this limiting belief before I used the tools I'm going to cover in this podcast. And it's fascinating how many of us have this thought in general about ourselves that we're just not enough. I've noticed this limiting belief around skill sets, such as I'm not smart enough, or I'm not fit enough, or I'm not skilled enough as a manager, or I'm not a good enough friend or partner. So many of us believe that I'm not good enough at X. And then we compare ourselves to other humans who we think have nailed X. And this line of thinking is called scarcity. And the opposite line of thinking is called abundance. I'm going to cover the definition of both within the context of what you think about yourself. So scarcity and abundance can also be applied to external factors outside of you, like there's not enough time or there's not enough love out there for me to get the love that I want. I'm going to cover external factors in another podcast. So scarcity means that you think you're not enough. Your body isn't fit enough. You're not smart enough. You're not confident enough. And then when you think these critical thoughts about yourself that are based in scarcity, you feel negative feelings, right? Along the lines of maybe worried or fearful or lacking in some way. And sometimes it shows up as self-loathing. This was my experience before I found thought work. 
Now, abundance is the opposite. You believe that you are more than enough right now. And you believe that about other people as well. For everyone, they are more than enough. When you feel more than enough, you feel abundant. And the feelings related to abundance are love, calm. You probably feel possibility. You probably feel gratitude, excitement. These are the positive feelings that come from thinking. There's so much for you to believe that you are. It's not from a place of, I want to be better than. It's from a place of love for yourself right now, this minute. Better than comes from lack and scarcity. Abundance comes from a place of loving what you have and who you are right now. So let me talk about examples. Is this really helped me understand the lessons of scarcity versus abundance? My quote, I'm not enough thinking started when I was five with I'm not thin enough. And this thinking rolled into I'm not smart enough at age eight, and then to money and then to all parts of my life. And so I've recently been introduced to the concepts of scarcity versus abundance, and they've really helped me shift my beliefs about myself. So if this all sounds a little too conceptual for you, I get it. Let's dive in. So think about your intelligence. What are your thoughts with respect to how smart you believe you are? If you're in scarcity with how smart you think you are, it sounds like I'm worried I'm not smart enough. And it sounds like you are separated from other people who you think are smarter than you are. So now that I've done this work and I've shifted into a place where I am very smart and I believe that about myself, when I hear about someone who's using their smarts and doing great things with their brain, I get so excited. I get excited when I think about how Elon Musk uses his smarts to like accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy with electric cars and solar and integrated renewable solutions for homes. And I get excited when I think about my coach, Brooke, and how she uses her smarts and pushes her edges of growth and will have a $50 million business in 2021 and is on her way to a $100 million business, y'all. I get excited when I think about them and I find them very inspiring. I want to know everything about them. I want to know their story. And I love that they're using their smarts and their brain. And I love it for me and I love it for them. And I feel very connected to them. I'm very abundant with how smart I believe I am. Contrast that with someone who's in scarcity with their brain and how smart it is. If they hear about someone who started a business or said, quote unquote, smart things in a meeting or wrote a book or has a podcast or whatever the case may be, someone who's in scarcity about their smarts will create separation from that story. It'll sound like, oh, well, it must be nice for them to be so smart. Or, oh, yeah, they were born smart. Or they went to an Ivy League school, so of course they're smart. That will never be me. Their thoughts are based in separation, and that comes from scarcity. Because what you're telling the universe when you think thoughts like that is that you don't believe that you can have that too. I get really excited when I hear about smart, successful people because I think it's possible for me. I think there's more than enough. I get really excited to learn about other people's stories and their success. I just love it. It's fascinating and inspirational. I don't feel jealous. I just know that I'm in abundance with my smarts and what I can accomplish with my brain. Now contrast this to how I used to think about my brain and how smart I was. When I was eight years old, my wonderful parents got me a math tutor. But guess what I decided to make that kind gesture mean? That I wasn't smart enough. 
my brain started to create this story that I wasn't smart enough. And so that meant that I was never going to be successful on my own. I'd probably have to marry a rich man like my dad to survive. Now, trust me all. I wasn't saying this out loud. And up until I started doing thought work, I wouldn't have called a girlfriend and said all these things, but I was creating separation whenever I heard of success stories. So someone else that I knew would start a business or sell their business or write a book, and I'd be so excited for them, but I didn't believe that it could ever be me. I was genuinely happy for them, but then it was followed by this separation of, oh no, I wish that was me, but it'll never be me. And really what I was doing was I was creating this quote unquote story that I didn't think that it could happen for me. And that's scarcity. And it's a big fat lie. So I'm telling you these examples because I think that scarcity is sneaky. And I didn't know that is what was going on with me was really around this lesson of scarcity versus abundance. So I want you to think about what it is you want. And I want you to think about if you want it from a place of having enough and a place of thinking that you can have more. This is abundance. If you think it's not possible for you, this is scarcity, which is a lie. I also see this a lot with love and with time. When you think about your love life, do you think it's possible for you to get married and have kids if that's what you want? When you think about writing a book, do you believe that you can write one and publish it at a timeline that you get to decide? I was just talking with somebody and he was telling me that all the articles he's read about publishing a book stated that it's going to take like two to three years to do this. You know, y'all, our brains love to take their sweet old time to do things. But by the way, we're in charge of time, just in case you didn't know. We decide how long something will take. Now, yes, there are factors in the publishing process that are out of our direct control, but I noticed how useless that story was for this person, like following what everyone else had done, right? Because what was happening was this person didn't believe that it was possible for him to get the parts of the writing and publishing part of the process in the timeline he wanted. So this is just a great example of how your thoughts will create your reality. And if you don't have that awareness around what you're thinking, you're going to default to thinking in scarcity because this is all about survival. Remember, your brain is wired for survival. And back in the saber-toothed tiger days, resources were scarce. So we needed to worry about getting enough food or warmth or procreating. Your brain is wired for that because it wants to make sure we evolve as a species. And there's nothing wrong with that. But today, there's no reason to be thinking in terms of lack or shortages. But your default programming in your primitive puppy brain will default to looking for the shortage because it wants to keep you alive. And if you're aware of this, you can start some new programming around your brain, around the things you want to believe you have enough of. How cool is that? You get to rewire your brain. Most people won't do this work though, but no, it's a hundred percent available to you right now. This month in the Rockstar program, we're studying and using my tools to quote, break up with scarcity. And of course we have a workbook and we're moving into abundance. And that is why I think coaching is so incredible. You can reprogram your brain towards abundance instead of defaulting to this scarcity thinking that you've been programmed to have. So amazing, right? So for me, I want to get married. So I'm not going to look for thoughts that this will be impossible for me to get married. Because remember, you can think anything you want. So be careful about the thoughts that you allow in. Like I'm sure there's so much evidence and so much research for whatever it is that you think 
isn't available to you. I could have a belief that I'm too old to get married, but why believe that if that's not what you want? Why look for that data? Remember, your thoughts are always going to be equal to your results. So if I want to get married, that's my result. My thoughts have to be, of course, I'm going to get married. There's thousands of men who I want to marry and who want to marry me. I also see scarcity thinking a lot with online dating and people who I coach who want to find love. I hear things like, there are just no good guys left in San Francisco or wherever they live. Or I hear online dating sucks. It's this scarcity and lack of awareness that if you actually want to get married, start that business, write a book, or want more time, whatever it is, you have to give up this story of lack and believe that you can have whatever it is you want. So here's what's going on with your brain. It has a bunch of thought stories, stories about what is good, i.e. lots of good men to date in San Francisco, and what's bad, i.e. no good men to date in San Francisco. Your brain has quote unquote stories about what is possible for you and not possible. So I'm going to encourage you to pick the stories around your goals and dreams, because here's the great news. You get to decide to change these stories all by changing your thoughts. I decided to think and believe that I'm more than effing enough. So instead of thinking I'm not smart enough and then looking at entrepreneurs like Elon Musk of Tesla or Sarah Blakely of Spanx or my coach Brooke, and then thinking, there's no way I can be a successful entrepreneur like them. I decided that I was someone who already had all the smarts and I could have more. So I'm creating my business from a place of thinking that this is what I deserve. I deserve to be a massive service to my students and clients. This is why I'm on this planet. It is my responsibility to be a coach. And when I learned that you don't have to deserve anything to have it, you just have to believe Now I just work on my beliefs because your thoughts and beliefs will always create your results. Now I have this amazing technology and coaching business and from the place of having enough and loving being an entrepreneur, which is amazing and really hard, by the way, I've decided that I'm now going to grow my business even more. So wanting from having enough is abundance. Wanting from lack is scarcity. So if I'd be thinking thoughts like, oh, my business isn't big enough, or I don't have enough followers on Instagram. That's scarcity, which has nothing to do with the actual facts in life. These are just a bunch of stories in your brain. So I want you to think about your life and an area where you want a different result. Maybe you want to feel more physically fit or lose a few pounds or have more money in the bank. And do you want that new result from a a place of loving what you already have? So from loving your body right now, loving how much money you have, loving how smart you are, as example, for me, I love my business right now and I'm more than smart enough and I'm incredibly proud of all that I've accomplished as an entrepreneur and I want my business to grow. I want from having enough. So are you wanting more money from a place of lack? Do you think you don't have enough? Or do you love and appreciate the money that you already have and you just want more? We are not taught to want things from a place of having enough. We are taught to want from lack. And wanting from lack creates more wanting from lack. And wanting from abundance creates more wanting from abundance. So I want you to pay attention to how you feel. If you're in a lot of negative self-talk, 
feeling a lot of negative feelings that don't make sense based on the facts around you, that's a sign that you may have thoughts more grounded in scarcity than abundance. So ask yourself, how do you feel? What are you thinking that's causing you to feel that way? And do this without judgment. Just be curious. I think a lot of people don't do this work because it feels better to blame the external facts because they're in the habit of beating themselves up with critical self-talk. And I just like to remind myself, oh, of course I think there's not enough time. I'm human. And let me just pause. And I love what Byron Katie suggests when we have a thought that we want to get curious about. She suggests just ask yourself, is this true? What if I'm wrong? What if I have plenty of time? And you know what? I do have plenty of time. And so do you. And nothing outside of you needs to change. What are your thoughts and feelings when someone else gets what you want? Are you happy or disappointed? And be really honest with yourself without beating yourself up. Say you want to get a promotion and you find out that a friend just got one. Outwardly, you're likely to be happy for them. But is there some disappointment or sadness because you don't think it's going to happen for you? Maybe you believe that you're not smart enough. Look at the thought that's creating those feelings of disappointment or sadness. These are the scarcity thoughts to work on and shift your beliefs to a place of massive abundance. So if you want to get a promotion, get married, or you want more money, I want you to look for opportunity to connect with people who already have that. Get around senior people in your field of work. Get around married people. Get around people with a lot of money. When you're connected to these people, you believe that it's possible for you. You get rid of that separation of there's me and then there's the other smart, fit, et cetera, people. This work will change your life because I don't think people in general have the awareness that by creating separation from others with these stories of I'm not smart enough, I'm not fit enough, et cetera, you're telling your reality that you don't think you can have what you really want. So the first step of feeling more abundant is to bring awareness to your thinking and your feeling. And the next step is to look for ways to appreciate what you already have. Let's use the smart enough example. I like to coach my students on bringing awareness to the fact that they were smart enough to graduate from high school or college or grad school. They landed a job. I suggest they focus and appreciate the things they have, the accomplishments they've already achieved instead of the job they want but don't have. And when you practice those thoughts around what you already have, you will create new neural pathways and you will shift into more abundance. So you have to become aware of what you're thinking and feeling. Then you have to transition to some neutral thoughts of finding that appreciation. And it just may be, I'm smart enough for today. And then you practice those until you have thoughts and feelings where you notice that you're shifting out of scarcity. And then maybe the next that is, you know, maybe I'm smart enough for this month. Then try adding on, you know what, I'm smart enough for this year, etc. Until you get to that place of, I'm smart enough. I truly believe that everyone is more than smart. I truly believe that everyone is more than enough, whether it's smart, fit, successful, and that there's enough for all of us, money, time, etc. Do you believe that you can have what it is that you want? I didn't until two years ago, so I get it. And it's okay if you don't think that yet. Some of us aren't willing to go to that place of dreaming for what we want. We don't believe it's possible. 
we would rather just stay in lack of awareness and connect with other people about our problems. I did this with how smart I am for a while or the limiting belief around how I'm not smart enough. And it's interesting for me to look back at that time and notice how it took so much longer for me to get the result of a wildly successful business that I wanted because I held on to the story, quote unquote, that I'm not smart enough to write a book, have a podcast, be a coach, et cetera. I would have said, oh yeah, I have a business, but it's tough to scale. I don't know how to market it. Something, you know, low grade and a bunch of brain bullshit, I would have said. You can change how you think and you can feel better. And that is how you'll attract more of what you want into your life. From a place of believing that you already have so much. And loving yourself is truly the secret to feeling like you're enough. It's also how you're going to achieve everything you want for your life. That amazing career or entrepreneurial life or X dollars in the bank or the romantic relationship. So if you find yourself in, I'm not good enough mentality and don't love yourself hard. I mean, really love the shit out of yourself and appreciate you. This is going to block you from receiving and experience abundance in your life. So you can't beat yourself up and be unappreciative of yourself and expect to create abundance. When you don't feel good enough, you don't attract what you want because you don't believe you deserve it. So here's an exercise for you to do daily for five minutes over the next week to shift out of I'm not enough thinking brainstorm every possible idea about what loving you looks like and write them down. Write down at least five things daily over the next seven days and extra credit. Don't repeat any of them. And if you really need some help, go and ask a loved one what they love about you. And that's just probably something that you don't see yet that you will learn to love about yourself. And you will soon feel the difference between the energy of being mean or critical to yourself versus what loving yourself feels like. Loving yourself is the doorway to abundance. Because when you love yourself, you're sending a message to yourself in the world that you're enough. So when you feel like you're enough and believe it, this is true abundance. All right. I love you all. And if you want help feeling like you're more than enough in all parts of your life, come and join me and the cohort of amazing women in the Rockstar program. Okay. Thanks for leaving a five-star review on iTunes and fingers crossed you're the $100 Amazon gift card winner this week. And I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. If you're loving what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come and check out the Rockstar program. It's my coaching program where we take these neuroscience-based cognitive tools and we use them daily to break through burnout so you can fall passionately in love with your career. So join me over at sarahmoody.com. I would love to have you join me. You can also follow me at Sarah L. Moody on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I can't wait to see you.